0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My friends,
1: they want to take me to the movies.
0: I tell them to fuck off, i holding hands with
1: my depression Hi, I'm Dom Alessio, and this is Other Side of the Tracks. Each episode, we feature a new release and talk to the artist about the inspiration, meaning and stories behind each song. In this episode, we take a listen to Inner Monologue Part 1 by Julia Michaels. She started her music career behind the scenes, writing songs for artists like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. But now, Julia Michaels has stepped out into the spotlight. Her songs have racked up well over a billion streams. It's fair to say, Michaels is a certified pop star in her own right. Michaels recruited a few well-known friends to perform with her on Inner Monologue Part 1. It's an EP that's filled with beautifully crafted songs that convey emotions and thoughts we can all relate to, summed up in her own unique and honest style. And now, here's Inner Monologue Part 1 by Julia Michaels. Oh
0: my friends, they don't know what it's like, what it's like. I actually called my new EP In a Monologue because it's uh, it's sort of my deepest darkest thoughts about how I feel about um, heartbreak and love and anxiety and depression so, sort of things that I deal with on a daily basis and a lot of these songs are songs where I could either be talking to myself or talking to somebody else. They're either you know they're very internal but they could be perceived as external too. But um, I'm calling it part one because there is a part two coming. I thought about moving to a different state a different country yeah maybe that will be better not around you. Well, when I when I came up with the idea for inner monologue, I originally was gonna do a part one and part two. I was in a relationship um, at the time that I had, that I had started this idea, and I was super in love, like like dumb love, like just pathetic and. So I was originally going to do a part one and part two of songs from where I was from my last breakup to where I am, which were just like really beautiful love songs to this person. And then he broke my damn heart. And so then I just sort of was like, screw it. And I, um, I just sort of intermingled all of the songs um, into both. So part one is anxiety into you, uh, happy, deep apple and What a Time, and Deep and Apple were two of those songs that I had written for him. The way that I had originally planned it out in my head was anxiety is me, like, on my own, how I am, by myself. Into You is about, you know, being heartbroken and and sort of, you know, wanting to... Wanting to still be around that person that you love But you know that it's not good Um, Happy is being bitter about love That love, you know Deep is, you know, being scared of love But wanting it really bad And then finding it Apple is knowing that something isn't right But you still want to hold on to it And what a time is about it ending But you being okay with the way it ended What a time, what a time, what a time You were cleaning my body like you wanted it forever What a time, what a time, what a time For you and I what So Inner Monologue has a couple different producers on it. Um, I did... Um, I actually did uh, a Happy and What a Time with uh, these producers, RKCB. Uh, they had done a song called Diving with this artist, Bridget Medler, uh, that I actually really loved. I loved the production. The production was so sick. And I had asked my manager to reach out to them and she couldn't find a contact for them, so she DM'd them on Instagram and found them. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. That'd be so fun. And we wrote two of like my favorite songs on the record. Um, and then Apple and Deep were uh, originally started with me and my... Um, vocal engineer who's also a producer uh Benjamin Rice and anxiety uh started with uh Ian um and then there came a point where everything was great but I wanted more cohesion I wanted more cohesiveness between the songs and Ian I've known for Eight years. I've known Ian Kirkpatrick forever. He was actually one of the first people I ever met in the music industry. I used to sing demos for him. Like he would write songs with other people and hire people to sing them, and I would be someone that he would hire to sing. And that's how we originally met. And we became friends after that. And we would put on like writing camps with some friends and and all of that stuff. And and so we've always just like been been like really close. And I asked him. If he, would, um, if he would help me with this, with this project. And he was like, I would love to. And he just completely transformed a lot of the songs into what they are. He, he executive produced it. So, I mean, he, he took Happy from one point and turned it into this beautiful, dynamic um, creature of a song. Um, and he did that with, I mean, everything. He's, he's so talented. He's such a genius. I really just like, I watch him in the studio and I'm just like, you are so neurotic, but you're like the most talented man I've ever met in my whole life. Hey. Don't kiss in front of me, it makes me sick. Oh, sorry. They are also other producers, Louis Bell and Frank Dukes. I'm not bitter, well, maybe a little bit. It's sniff glitter, if it helped me feel something. Yeah. A majority of the songs written on in a monologue are... I, I don't think they're any older than about six months. Some are six months old, some are two months old, some are a month old. Uh, uh, I think Apple was probably the last one that I wrote, and that was about a month and a half ago, maybe a month ago. And I just... Um, I wrote that slightly. I had the idea at home on the ukulele. And I brought it to Ben Rice, and I just laid down the ukulele in the studio. And I, a lot of the times, I've, I sort of freestyle um, the words on the mic just because I feel like the whole stream of conscious thing is just so much better than overthinking for me sometimes. Um, so I actually wrote uh, Apple in the studio. Uh, I did the same thing with Deep as well. I started that at home on the piano, and I brought it into the studio and I laid down all the, all the piano, and then I, I had written the chorus at home, but I hadn't written the verses yet. And I, I finished that in the studio, Anxiety I wrote with Scott Harris and Ian Kirkpatrick and that was a day where we were all just sort of feeling like Uninspired and we couldn't figure out what to do that day And um, and I think I just went like my friends. They want to take me to the movies My friends do want to take me to the movies Tell them to fuck off. I'm holding hands with my depression I'm holding hands with my depression and I was like this is ridiculous, but also what I've been dealing with all week. Like, is this crazy to write a song like this? And Scott was like, no, let's do it. And um, I think that might be the oldest song. And we wrote that at Ian's house. think about the things I'm missing. Now I'm wishing. I was with him. Feel like I'm always apologizing for feeling like I'm out of my mind when I'm doing just fine. My exes all say that I'm hard to do it. and I admit. So I wrote anxiety about, I mean, sort of just like I wrote anxiety about how I basically live life on a daily basis. Uh, I am that that person that will make plans with someone and then cancel them, and then and then we'll see all my friends out, and then you know be upset that I didn't go or be upset that they went, even though I was like I don't want to go. Um, you know, I've I've dealt with anxiety for a really long time. And it's something that I've always wanted to do a song about. Uh, just never done it the right way or the, the way that I wanted. And this just felt the most like me. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm i generally like a very sort of happy person um, sometimes. Uh, so I, I sort of wanted anxiety to have a, a lighter um, element to it. Yeah. But all my friends they don't know what it's like. I didn't want it to be so dark, you know. I and I feel like that's sort of how it always is perceived. Um, I wanted it to just sort of, you know, it to be sort of more lighthearted in the sense that like, you know, I have it, but I'm okay with it. All my friends they don't know what it's like. What it's like. And then after I had written it, I had uh, I had sort of drafted a text message to Selena, and I had waited for a minute to send it, because I'm not usually one of those people that's like, hey, listen to this song. Do you want to do it with me? It's, it's not like my vibe at all. Um, and when I sent it to her, she was like, oh, I love this. You know, we've always been really open about our mental health issues, and it's something we've always talked about very openly together, um, so when this song happened I just thought this would be such an awesome thing for both of us to do together and you know in a way it's 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 not like a it's not like a female empowerment song, but it's it's empowering in the sense that like we're saying like, hey we have this, but it's cool, you know? We're not like putting our fists up like an eighties movie, but we're you know, we're like, hey, we've got this and I I wanted I wanted it to be, you know, two women talking about only their relationships with themselves. And not, you know, women fighting about other men or other things or or anything like that. You know, pitting other women against each other. It was solely just, you know, us talking about our problems and these things that we deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, at the end of anxiety, (laughs) that's Selena actually saying. I love the song because she, uh, yeah, she really does. She loves, she really does. She loves the song.
1: I love this song. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Haven't been to my favorite restaurant in months. I can drive down Santa Monica without thinking about you. Into you. Yeah. I wrote Into You after after my first sort of major breakup. Um, we were together for like three years. And it's always sort of weird being in a relationship with someone that long because then... You become so close to not only them, obviously, but their friends, you know, like, then you you have these certain spots that you go to all the time together, uh, and then, you know, and then they become, like, spots that you just love regardless, and then it just gets, it gets a little weird, because then, you know, like, you still want to be friends with all of these people that are in his life, but then you're like, how do I do this without having to hear about him or someone bringing him up or something like that or like you know you want to go have pasta at your favorite restaurant but you can't because you know that that person is gonna possibly be there and part of you wants to be like fuck it like why do you care like don't let him have all this power over you but then you see him and you crumble so then you know it was sort of um it was sort of that I was in that place for a for a minute and that's basically what NTU is about and you know there's a part of you that doesn't want to see him but then there's a part of you that like really wants to um, and I think that's always my like my where I feel the most conflicted especially in that time was you know like it sucks and I don't want to be around you but like I also miss you that's what I want to oh, oh, oh. so there's a lot of lines in there about, you know, missing birthdays because you don't want to see them or, you know, there's a text message that's like, hey, just a heads up, he's probably going to show up. You know, I don't want you to to be worried about it, but just know he might be there. And then you're like, okay, now my heart's racing. I haven't seen him in a minute. Like, what's he like? And like, is he okay? Is he happy now? Is he happy without me? And, you know, all those sort of like feelings rush through your mind. And that's basically... What Into You is about. So I don't run right into you Even though that's what I wanna do ooh, ooh, ooh. Even though that's what I wanna do ooh, ooh. Even though that's what I want Heavy. Uh, so I I struggle with depression as well as anxiety. A lot of the times I feel like they sort of go hand in hand. They make it very easy for you to be uh, like susceptible um, to being a contradiction. I think, which is why I'm like always changing my mind about shit. Um, but I I wanted to write a song about. About it just because I feel like it's it's another one of those topics that not a lot of people talk about or or feel like they're not allowed to or feel like they burden other people with like the oh woe is me like I'm sad you know and it's like it's not just that it's like there's like actually something inside me that's not right. Like, there could be absolutely nothing going wrong with my life, but I am, like, internally just, like, so fucked up and just so, like, just so sad. Like, everybody could be having a party around me and I could be crying, you know? And and that's something that I've dealt with for most of my life. So I wanted to, to write a song about it. <laughs> and um, and not only is the a song about depression, it's also about me sort of being bitter um, about love and me being sort of bitter about the fact that... that that I want it, but then I always push it away. But it's like the one thing that I want the most, but I never la- like allow myself to have. Um, so, you know, the first line is, don't kiss in front of me, it makes me sick. Don't kiss in front of me, it makes me like, I'm not bitter, well, maybe a little bit. I'm not bitter, well, maybe a little bit. It's like, I want that. Like, someone's making out in the street, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet, but also, like, stop. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um. hmm so I'm, yeah, I think I'm always sort of finding ways to sabotage things that you really want, which is so sort of ironic, I guess. if it was my birthday, I make a wish. I had come up with this idea to shout the pre-course. And I wanted to do this line. Sometimes I think I kill relationships for art. Sometimes I think I kill relationships. I start up all the shit to watch them fall apart. I pay my bills with it. I watch them fall apart, and pay the price for it. I watch them fall apart because I've definitely done that in the past. I've definitely been the person. I've definitely been the person that will start shit just for a sort of any any sort of creative um, outpour that I could find. I think it starts starts out sort of you know lovely and special. But then, you know, after a certain amount of time, someone stops caring or stops paying attention. So then you do things so that they pay attention, which is not always very healthy. But I've definitely done that. Mm, Not proud. i'm trying to come up with a systematic approach to love you and let you go but you're clowning on my judgment every time you give me chills when you look at me like that i don't know how i feel nobody no deep 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 i wrote for my last boyfriend he was the first person that i had felt sort of anything for since my last one and it's funny I feel like I'm always the kind of person that pursues people and he completely pursued me and I was not even about it when I met him I was like cool like whatever like you're cool I like you you're a cool guy um and then there was like this moment where he looked at me and I was like oh you love me like you love me and it was like one of those feelings that just sort of like fill your whole body, you know? There's like nothing more incredible about love than when somebody really loves you back. And it was the first time I had ever really felt that. Just like the amount of like, the amount of love that I had experienced with that person for such a short amount of time was, like, just the most special thing I had ever been in. And I had written deep for him. He would always be like, I want to hear stuff, play me stuff. And I'm like, no, because you're so talented, and I'm, like, such a nervous little wreck. Like, I don't want you to tear it down, and I know you wouldn't, but, like, I don't want you to tear it down. Um, and I wrote deep, um about him you know about being sort of scared to love somebody after you've just had your heart smashed but like feeling so strongly about somebody that you can't help but to just like feel all these deep emotions for this person um yeah that was a really special special relationship rather be kissing in summer so innocent in your apartment on the weekends lift up my dress to see where you've been that's what i want and that's what i am apple was another song that was supposed to go on part two of inner monologue it sort of fell in that same realm of um of love songs but if you really listen to the lyrics, you can see that there's sort of there's sort of tension within the relationship. Um, with my last boyfriend, I could see that things were changing. I could see in his eyes that they weren't the same. And there's nothing worse. You know, there's nothing more amazing than being in love with someone that looks at you, you like that and equally worse when they stop looking at you like that, you know? And it... it became this thing where, you know, we were always trying to make time for each other. It never just, like, came effortlessly for us. And um, I think that always—I think that started to sort of weigh on him a bit, um, that we couldn't just be together. There was always something that had to happen around it. And Apple is sort of about, you know, wanting to stay in the fantasy. You know, when we were together in our own little world, it was perfect— you know, we would laugh and, like, cry and make love and, you know, draw and, like, you know, do silly things and just, like, be together. And then every time the outside world came in, it was just sort of too much for both of us. And so Apple is about that. It's about wanting to sort of stay in this dream, in this fantasy that we had sort of built together um, before it could, like, explode on us. And do, 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 do. And I got the idea for Apple, actually, because I I actually went to his parents' house with him in Seattle. <laughs> and um, there was actually a moment that happened between us. I grabbed an apple out of the fridge, and I bit it, and uh, I kissed him after. He's was like, you taste like apple. And uh, that's pretty much how the whole song um, was initiated. That's how I started it. What a time I had written with RKCB and Justin Tranter, who also wrote Happy With Me. Um, and that was written after I had seen an ex at a baseball game. Uh, I knew he was going to be there, and I sort of just wanted to like swallow my pride and just go and be with my friends. But then you see that person, and then all, of course like all of the those feelings sort of rush back, and you forget about all the bad stuff a little bit and you just kind of like think about all of the good times that happened and um we had written that at the studio and i remember just being like what a time you know and then putting that in the melody what a time what a time what a time you clean cleaning my body like you wanted it forever what a time what a time after i had written it i sort of had a similar situation to anxiety where i was like who do I think would be really great on the song and I I really wanted a guy's perspective uh on this as well. I know we didn't end it at end like we're supposed to. And now we get a bit tense. I wonder if my mind just leaves out all the bad parts. And I'm I've known Niall for a while. We went on tour together um last spring and He's just one of the most lovely humans I've ever met, and he's got one of my favorite voices. And um, I I asked him if he would want to do a song with me, and I sent him the song. And him and I were going through very similar things at, at the same time, so it was very relevant to him as it was to me. And when he heard the song, he was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I want to do this. He learned the guitar part. He learned all the harmonies. Uh, And he came in, uh, sang it in two and a half hours like a pro. And I was, I think I even was crying. I was definitely crying when he sang certain, certain lines. Like the start of his verse is, I know we didn't end it like we're supposed to. And, you know, hearing, hearing a guy say that to you is like, oh like my heart was just like dying it's like it's like uh, there are moments where it's like these are things you want this person to say but they never did you know and then when he sings what a lie with me at the end when he's like he when he was singing that in the booth i just like lost it he like actually walked out and gave me a hug because he could tell that i was really going through it I think in the park, it was getting dark and we stayed for hours what a time, what a time what a time you were to my body like you wanted it forever and then it came out really amazing and he's amazing and I couldn't even picture anybody else singing that song with me anymore for you Part two is is gonna be pretty similar to part one in the sense that a majority of it is about um, you know heartbreak and intimacy and connection and and that kind of stuff. But there's definitely gonna be um, some some more um, happy elements um, on part two and um, just more more um, fun, no holding back, and just saying whatever the fuck I want.
1: Inner Monologue Part 1 is available now. For more, head to juliamichaelsofficial.com. Other Side of the Tracks is produced in Sydney, Australia by U Music Media House, a subsidiary of Universal Music Australia. This episode was recorded and edited by the team at Forbes Street Studios in Woolloomooloo. For more, visit othersideofthetrackspod.com.